Here we go. Adrian. Yo, what's up, Kim? How are you, man? I'm doing pretty good, you know. I'm just over here enjoying the sunny California weather, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, just so everyone knows, you are Adrian Diaz, my friend from Bakersfield, California. Yep. And you play drums in the band Hate Drugs. I do. I do do that. <laughs> How long have you been playing drums for Hate Drugs? Uh, Hate Drugs, um, I have been playing with them since, I think, 2014. So, I think, you know, what is that, like, six years almost now? It will be six years in June, I believe. So Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. And how long have you been playing drums in general? Um, I actually picked up drums, I would say, indirectly around fifth grade, I would say, is when I actually, like, picked it up. Um, yeah, I think fifth grade was when I got really into, like, Rock Band, you know, the video game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I started right there, and I just got, like, really good with it. So, it, like, translated to drums, like, exactly so i would say fifth Correct. grade yeah i I started in bando i think in sixth grade yeah for sure okay. yeah very cool so do you play any other instruments other than drums i picked up a little bit of guitar and i've tried to pick up piano a little bit it's just right now my focus is just mainly like you know writing and recording with drums and i have like such a i guess I already have a pretty good proficiency, you know, with what I want to do, um, you know, with like writing and stuff on the drums that I just think right now isn't really the best time, you know, for me to get into another instrument. But I have tried to pick up others. Still like my OG, you know. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So I've been playing um, for probably four and a half years or so now nice um, dude just trying to get better which when i started i can tell you it was rough as all get out <laughs> and it has only recently gotten better within honestly the past probably year and a half really when i hunkered down with with my band and really started practicing with other guys more did my drumming ever really improve so i'm okay. really grateful for for you know the band setting and everything that goes along with that because i i feel like that helps a ton when you're able to play with other music oh yeah and, and figure it out kind of on the fly oh totally dude playing with playing with other musicians is honestly the best way to get like better in your instrument because it allows you to really like feel the space you know and like it's the difference between like going to like lessons because lessons it really puts you kind of on like like a like a my like kind of like a magnifying glass i would say not too intense but it kind of does like freak you out sometimes when you're in like that i guess uptight of a setting and i've just always learned that 
playing with people, honestly, the more you play and jam with people, the better you are with chemistry. And I think that's very, very underrated in the music right now. And a lot of bands and stuff, dude. Like, it's hard. Right. Yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely um, different nowadays because you see a lot of bands, they'll just come together and you know, they'll just bring someone in for shows or something like that, or mm-hmm. or maybe just a band form and instantly go to playing music. And there's there's nothing wrong with that, and there's nothing wrong with covers and stuff. Because, totally. like, my band plays a ton of covers, but, like, you know, you see a lot of bands that come together, and then they just play covers, and they never practice together. They just do it on their own. Right. And you can kind of tell. I mean, it's pretty obvious that chemistry isn't there, but... It's it's really nice when you get a group of guys together, and even if you, you know, don't write a lot or maybe not at all, just practice together a lot and get a feel for each other, you can definitely tell that chemistry is there, and it definitely makes a, a difference, I think, in like live totally, performances and things. Totally, like that. totally, totally. Yeah, like time and time again, like, um. You know, I always think about that and like how honestly how lucky we are as a band. Like we were, you know, kind of dealt a really, really strong hand up front when we started out. Like David and Josiah, you know, uh, David, the singer, Josiah, the keyboard player, they're brothers. So having that kind of bloodline right. in your band, dude, it oh, my God, it really locks in chemistry like naturally because, you know, it's your brother. So you automatically have that, you know, like feel in the room of like mm-hmm. almost like an air of confidence because you know, like it's kind of like going into battle dude and having like a, someone like one of your best battle, you know, buddies from the war and having mm-hmm. them right next to you, dude, that's like, that's total, total mental, man. It's like, and like people always think about, Oh, like to be the best band or best musician, you got to do this or do this. It's like, honestly, people are forgetting how important it is to play with other people. And it's like, uh, you know, John and I, John, the bass player and I were best friends in high school and we were in a band, a couple bands before that together. So we really got to, you know, start our chemistry early. So when we came into this band with David, Josiah and Norman, uh, Norman being Josiah's best friend, the chemistry was like legit when we came in and like started the band because like everyone already had like a tie, you know, like a cosmic tie. And it really, 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 really is starting to show now. When we write songs now, dude, it's so crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like so natural. And like literally it's like we know what each other, you know, our tendencies and our like techniques and our even rests, dude. Like it's it's insane yeah. how important chemistry really is to a band. Yeah, yeah that's dude. that's really cool. I didn't know that about you and John, you know, you. Yeah. John playing playing bass and you on drums you know bass and drums yeah, bass, you know you're the pocket you know you gotta yeah you gotta dude. Have that, that chemistry there yeah dude the pocket man john and i have been best friends literally since like the first week of high school and ever since then we went through all four years of high school being you know best friends and then doing this whole band thing really got us to become even closer you know but it's just it's mainly just like what's even crazier than that just being friends all of us in the band kind of like are on the same wavelength like whether that be Mm -hmm. you know sense of humor wise whether that be like 
I guess, mindset or like drive or like even like the certain ideas and things that we believe in, we all have a very similar, you know, basis, which helped a lot too, because like there's some bands, dude, that they're like fighting and like there's always drama or like something or like, you know, it's, yeah. it's crazy that we're lucky. Yeah. Honestly, we're lucky to yeah. have like bros in the band, dude. It's, it's like, it's fun right. to be in a band yeah. with these guys, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude. It's, it's definitely a um, bond almost. Like I, I played football and baseball throughout high school. Oh yeah, and, totally. You know, with with teams, you definitely have that bond because you spend all of those hours together practicing. Yeah. And stuff. But then with yeah. the band, even more so than just the practices. I mean, it to me it's different because it's like even more so of a connection because you're almost just with a with a team you kind of go home and you disconnect from it but with a band it's mm-hmm. more of a all the time thing and mm-hmm. you know you live with these guys as you know not really in the same place as you but you live with them as your brothers pretty much yeah and dude yeah totally and it definitely really Yeah, dude. Yeah, totally. Like, and I agree with the sports thing. Honestly, dude, that's such an important part of like, I guess the drive behind, you know, what we do as a band, because, you know, me, I played, I played soccer, like freaking long time, dude. And I was playing it like pretty competitively, pretty into it. The main reason why I stopped was just like my condition, like my body was just not really handling it. I keep getting injured. Um, so I knew like, like in the long run I knew that it wasn't going to sustain itself for that long so oh and also David and Josiah they're both like legit swimmers dude like they're they're like competitive like and are really good swimmers and they swam college and like did really well David is like I'm pretty sure he has like a couple records out there somewhere for swimming but yeah dude like the whole sports thing and like being able to bond with like a group of people and like having this like goal, you know, as a team that helps so much the way we operate, dude, like honestly, the sports really played a big part in this band too, man. Yeah. It's always really neat to, to see all the other influences that go into like a band because with brain theory, Peyton and I are one of our guitarists. He played sports all through high school, and I played sports school. And then Caleb, our other guitarist, and Zach, they didn't play sports. So, like, they connect in that way. And then Peyton and I connect through sports. And Justin, our bass player, he played some sports, and his dad was a coach. So he's, like, I feel like he's a good <laughs> – the the two of, you know, the two groups there. And yeah, he just gets along with everyone so great that really, if he's anywhere near, everyone's going to get along, I feel like. So it's it's really cool to have, you know, these connections. And then even where there are differences, you know, you have people who bring everything together and kind of mold it together. Yeah, totally, totally. Dude, that's good that you guys have a, like, I guess... A discipline, you know, because like sports, dude, sports give you such a good discipline, man. They give you such a good basis, like mentally, man. 
so good. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. And uh, so here's a question. I was talking about Justin and how he kind of brings everyone together. I would consider Justin our band dad, even though he's only a year older than me, <laughs> the second oldest member. He's like got a full grown beard and he's like the most responsible one in the group. He's definitely our band dad. So who is the band dad for hate drugs? Oh, hands down, it's David, dude. David is definitely the band dad. He He's the creative, I guess, director. He's the lyricist. He's just, he's got a really good head on his shoulders. And he just, you know, he's got great, great plans, dude. And I back him up all the way, dude. Like, honestly... Like, that guy is a freaking wizard. I've said it before in interviews, dude, and I'm going to say it again. He's a freaking wizard. Like, straight up, man. And he's such a cool guy, man. Like, straight up. Yeah. Like, uh, really, like, looked up to him. Almost like a brother, dude. Like, when we started out, like, we gelled, like, pretty immediately. Um, and we still continue to, you know. But he's, yeah, he's the dad, dude. He's definitely the dad. But at the same time, it's not like a dad with a bunch of kids who don't really, you know, do anything. It's mainly like a dad and a lot of his like growing sons, you know, and growing sons that are young, spry, you know, but we, we do a pretty good collective work together as a band and which helps, you know, the workload and it helps really kind of grasp what's going on. Cause sometimes I feel like in other bands that we've played with or, you know, just bands that usually ask us like, Hey, like how do you do this? It's like, honestly, it's a huge team effort. Like you need to be able to put yourself in a position to say like, this is what I want to do. And the only way I'm going to get what I want is if you delegate, you know, it's, you spread the workload out and you really, you know, work as a team because in the long run, it's like, we're not a record label, you know, it's like the reason why bands who get signed and stuff get, you know, this exposure and these numbers at a different, I guess, pace is just you know there's people who work in labels whose job is literally to do this one thing and over and over again and all these other people are assigned this one thing for this one band it's like obviously with that many people doing all that work for you of course the numbers will follow you know (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and our plan mainly is to like kind of do this you know mini independent label thing and hopefully like if we play it right just from like everything that we've heard read you know podcast people who work in the industry kind of set up a business model to really you know take care of ourselves you know and that's the goal man david's kind of like the dad the ceo and we're all you know his delegates trying to figure out how to make this thing really profitable and i think we're doing a pretty good job right now yeah, that's that's really awesome. Um, work, yeah, how you work together and kind of spread it out because I know um, for for the longest time I ran like or the band's Instagram account and stuff like that, like solely, and it was tough. And finally, I kind of let go of some of that pride and was like, "Yo, Justin, you know, help me out. You know, guys, help me out." And you know, Zach does. Well, Zach does all of the writing pretty much. I try to write some, but, you know, it's not like Zach is so talented with writing. It's insane. So I don't contribute much lyric wise. But when it comes to the music, I mean, we all and 
we're never going to run something by and just kind of let it go. You know, if, if someone is like, uh, you know, we discuss it and eventually we'll work it out. And if it works, then great, it works. But if it doesn't, you know, we kind of work together with it. And um, I think it's a big team effort because when you, when you work together and you each do your own part and then help each other with their parts, you know, it, it really emphasizes the, the group aspect of it and makes you realize that, hey, this is kind of bigger than any one person, you know, wanting all the credit. You know, we, we work together as a group unit, and that's the way it works best is when we do it that way. Heck yeah. Heck yeah, dude, totally. Freaking A, dude. I'm so stoked for you guys, man. I, I like... I really do look forward to seeing how you guys grow, dude. Because, like, you guys have a pretty good set of cards, man. Like, honestly, it, all it really takes is just, you know, a little bit more exposure and just a couple more, I would say, I would say honestly, just a couple more shows away, dude. Like, you guys are on a good track, man. We're trying really hard. You know, we're riding right now, so... Hopefully, by the time all of this quarantine stuff is kind of settled down, we can get into a studio and, and lay some tracks down and get them out because I know there are some fans who are really looking forward to new stuff because we haven't released a lot in our time together. So um, mm -hmm. we want to get more out there for people. Our sound has evolved a lot since our first EP, and I think it's a good evolution that people are really going to enjoy and um, yeah. maybe maybe just maybe there's a hate drugs tour dude <laughs> i am honestly so down dude someday man freaking a just whenever you come through north carolina let us know north we'll carolina <laughs> yeah man so freaking if a, you dude. don't mind uh tell me a little bit about bakersfield and what the music scene is like out there yeah, so uh, Bakersfield is kind of the, I would say, truck stop in between getting from L.A. to San Francisco. It's pretty much what it is, I guess. It's kind of overlooked. People constantly are, you know, overlooking it, thinking it is Barstow or um, not Bakersfield, pretty much. People stop there for gas practically most of the time. But the people here in Bakersfield, you know, there's a lot of wealth. There's a lot of doctors. There's a lot of, you know, oil. Oil is huge in Bakersfield. Um, mm -hmm. Bakersfield used to be Nashville West back in like the 70s. Um, I think also late 60s during the whole Bakersfield sound thing. That was a huge time in music. Uh, Buck Owens, Merle Haggard. They're they're from here, man. They're they did a lot, you know, they're, you know, huge artists, multiple Grammy winning artists. Um, but that's kind of died out now, you know, Bakersfield mainly now is just a more affordable spot to choose from in California, which is ultimately causing it to become a little bit more gentrified. There's a lot of houses being built, a lot of apartments being built at the moment because people are starting to kind of catch on the whole you know, the real estate over here is significantly more affordable compared to the other, you know, major cities in California. And 
it's kind of central. It's only a couple hours away from everything. Literally everything, every like landmark or I guess nature type that you want to visit is only a couple hours away, which is not even that bad. And, you know, Bakersfield has done really well for us because it was so central. Um, it helps us get around, you know, we have a starting spot, like a home base that's away from the cities, you know, a lot of farmland around here. Um, and not a lot of noise, to be honest. In Bakersfield, it's mainly like your options are you go out, you get food, or you go out, go to a bar. That's pretty much all you can really do, um, which helps us because it's like, okay, we don't want to do either of those at the moment. Like, let's <laughs> let's go write some right. music. And it really helps us focus, man. Like, honestly, also the affordability of it helps a lot. And... Um, yeah, dude, it's just, it's a good little town, honestly, like, and I think in the next five to ten years, this place is going to probably double in numbers, like, mm -hmm. which is crazy, it's going to be like a little LA pretty soon, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, we're happy to call it home base, we're going to continue to call it home base, I don't think we'll move to LA unless it's like, it makes sense and we can afford it, but honestly, dude, I don't, I don't really see the, the whole pro moving to LA at all. Like it's way too oversaturated over there, dude. Like that's yeah. not what we're trying to do. We, we have a good thing here, Bakersfield, you know, and yeah, yeah. The music scene. Um, so the music scene here, it's kind of non-existent right now. There's not a lot of action going on. We're kind of the only band touring and like playing shows and stuff. And actually, you mm -hmm. know, there there are a couple really good bands that do play here in Bakersfield though but they're not necessarily i guess um what's the word it's just like a different i guess crowd a lot of the bands that play here in town are mainly just for like you know festivals like food festivals and stuff like a lot of family events yeah and it's mainly just like entertainment uh, a band called Mentaburu here in town. They're great, man. They've been playing for like 20 plus years probably. And they've really, you know, became very fond of us and kind of hyped us up here in town, which gave us a little bit more local recognition, which is kind of cool. You know, mm -hmm. every once in a while I get stopped and it's like, oh, hey, it's you. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. It's like Seinfeld. I'm like, hey, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> you want this croissant that I'm eating? Like, uh, <laughs> but no, honestly, it's great, dude. Bakersfield's awesome. Um, I would say when we started the band like five years ago. So another, I guess, side note. I've been playing in bands since sixth grade with my older brother, and I was always the youngest one in the band. Um. So I've been around the music, I guess, here in Bakersfield. I played a lot of shows before Hate Drugs. And when we started out, there was definitely, I would say, around 50 bands that were actually playing shows and, like, doing stuff in Bakersfield. And, yeah, yeah. And it was kind of a hot spot. And now all the bands kind of died. And there's no one else, like, doing music in Bakersfield there's like now I would say of bands that are playing shows consistently and putting out music consistently and try to play shows I guess out of town or like are looking to do that it's probably maybe five or six now 
which wow. is insane. Yeah. yeah, dude. And it's like kind of crazy. Right. A lot of it has to do with the amount of venues there are now. There's not a lot of venues here mm-hmm. in Bakersfield anymore. There was 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you know, but it's just kind of died out. The focus is kind of shifted to, I don't know. I don't even know why. It's just kind of weird, man, to be honest. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a real bummer to see, you know, a place that's really popping off with music start to die down no matter where it is. Yeah. Even, even though you're close proximity to like LA and San Fran, you know, there's still there's still good little humps and you know to be able to have mm-hmm. music in your town is something really special so it's sad to see yeah that go down but at the same time it's really you and the few other bands who have you know waited it out and really sustained that you have been able to make it because that's a real testament to your band and the work you yeah put in. absolutely man i totally agree with that like we are the reason why we're trying to, you know, give some life back to Bakersfield is because someone needs to do it, you know? Bakersfield West, dude, or I'm sorry, Nashville West, the Bakersfield sound, like that was such a huge thing in like musical history, you know, and it's like now we got to fill those shoes. Like we're from here, all of us are from here. Like let's embrace it. Like I get it. Like some people like to say corn is from here or like they try to say, Oh yeah. Corn's <laughs> Bakersfield's like most successful band. It's like, well, corn, they went to high school here. Yeah. They, I guess started out here, but those guys signed and moved to LA, man. Like they, right. <laughs> they're not a Bakersfield band. Like they've played a couple of shows, but it's like, they grew up here. I agree with that. Right. But it's like, Al- yeah, not to say like they're not good and they're not like they didn't put the work in. They definitely put the work in, but it's just, you know, it's a little bit different. And also their style of music is a little bit different too. You know, it's a little bit heavier, a lot darker than ours. But, you know, we, yeah, yeah. We, we just like to see Bakersfield flourish again a little bit. You know, we'd like to try to be a part of like putting on, you know, we, we want to put on a, festival here in Bakersfield eventually we've been talking about it for a while and like kind of like a you know not hate drugs festival but kind of be like the I guess the forerunner for it just because like we've made so many friends across the country and stuff dude it's like we have the resources it's just a matter of putting it together and you know that's one thing we'd like to do here in Bakersfield to help you know kind of get the musical juices flowing again also we're trying to find you know, the right people to help us with, you know, putting on a new venue here in town and maybe like having mm-hmm. a good, you know, mid-sized venue for bands who are touring as well as local bands have a good sounding space uh, and good like looking venue, you know, because Bakersfield doesn't right. really have that right now. It's kind of got this weird hold of people who have these old venues slash like music landmarks and they kind of just are flexing this, oh, we're history. We're going to charge this much all the time. And it's like, right. you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, but it's also, I guess, the demand. You just got to think about it that way. There's not a lot of bands anyway trying to do it. So, of course, they're going to keep their price higher because they're making money off of weddings and they're making money off of, you know, all these, like, normal events. And it's like, unfortunately for us, it's like, well, I guess we aren't going to play Bakersfield. And it's 
kind of what's right. happened the last couple of years. Yeah, but it's honestly it's made us kind of grind it out and get out of town and play these shows out of town. So it's like you know the flip of the coin, but yeah, we're planning on mm-hmm. hopefully getting something to hear, you know, something established here in Bakersfield soon, because like at the end of the day, it's like we want to, you know, help the people of Bakersfield who are trying to be creative, like with our legacy and our, I guess, experience, help people try to figure it out too, you know? So yeah, that's, that's what we're trying to work on, I guess. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting. And I think that's really a cool thing that you're doing. Um, it's, it's amazing, you know, that you're thinking just beyond music, you know, music, I feel like you're thinking beyond music. You're looking to bring more creativity just in general back into Bakersfield and, and help out everyone else who's involved there who wants to have that creative outlet and somewhere to show it off. Yeah. You know, it, it really helps really just the people of Bakersfield in yeah, general, which is really totally cool. we want to create like a cool environment, a cool musical community, because there's so many artists out there that we meet and I'm like, dude, how the heck are you guys not bigger than you are? And it's like, it's, yeah. it's mind blowing. It's mainly just cards, dude. It's cards that are dealt, you know, circumstances, you know, the people that you meet, man, that's honestly the way it is. And, you know, one thing I've always learned, it's like, if you're the, you know, if you're always trying to be the best person you can be, if you're always positive and you're always trying to uplift the people around you, it'll definitely come back, man. It always comes back for your favor and i'm not saying i'm doing it because you know i want people to you know give something in return it's not about that but honestly like if you're positive nice you know always trying to look out for the people you care about it's you know it's a community thing it's like mainly founded in our faith you know both of us you know and all your friends all you know yeah dude it's just it's great man to like try to use our you know our foundation of community you know and being you know, open armed towards people. It's like, we're trying to com- like really, what am I trying to say? We're trying to put some good into Bakersfield that uh-huh. is sustaining for people who are looking to find friends because dude, we've definitely became friends with a lot of our fans and we've definitely became friends with, you know, so many bands. And it's like, this is, these are life connections, man. Like, yeah. And, there's some people out there who don't really know how to make friends and stuff. And if they come to a show, they'll probably meet their best friend, you know? And we've seen it time and time again. Yeah, dude, our fans are becoming friends with each other and they're like mobbing together to Mm -hmm. shows and they're all chilling. It's like, there's no, like, I guess, strangers at our show, which is crazy. And we're down to keep it up, dude. Honestly, it's like, you know, having an occult following, is honestly way better than having a song blow up, dude. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, dude. I mean, and music to me is the greatest way to make friends. Like I was, um, I was scrolling through on Instagram a few years ago on like the explore page and saw a drum video of some sort and was either going through the comments or something. I don't remember exactly how it happened. But I came across your page and I was like, this dude seems cool. And I followed you and I saw you played in a band. And it was about the time you had released um, 
the band it had released drive me crazy because I remember seeing the oh, music sweet. video for it, and I was like, "Bro, this is so cool!" And I followed you and uh, hit you up on like you were doing a live stream, and I sent mm-hmm. you a meme. And ever since that day, we just kind of you know, like you said about being kind and always being gracious and kind of writing it out for friends. You know, we became friends, and you were so kind and you know, welcoming from that start, it's turned into, you know, a friendship that's lasted now. I mean, probably two already insane to me, but, um, yeah, dude, it's crazy how we just became friends over Instagram through music and, you know, all of my friends and, and like bandmates, they know who you are. And like you were saying about, how is this band not blown up? That's what they've told me, you know, when I showed them, you guys, they're like, how is this not blown up like this is so good you know so it's it's incredible what music can do and to to bring that to a location is just an incredible idea yeah man absolutely dude yeah and i'm so thankful to you know meet you and all your friends they're super cool i wish to like actually meet you guys someday in person um But yeah, dude, I agree, man. It's like, it's, it's so awesome to know, like it, you know, the internet, you know, sometimes it's bad, sometimes it's good, but for the most part, the internet is used for good. And I think social media, Instagram, Spotify have really helped, you know, put people together who before didn't really have a chance to. And yeah, dude, it's crazy. Honestly, dude, Instagram is crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I can't believe Instagram sometimes, dude. <laughs> I saw, okay, just speaking about how crazy Instagram is, I'll have to send you the specific meme, but it was okay. <laughs> it was a picture of, like, a man laying on his side in the bed, and his eyes were, like, wide open, like he was scared. And I don't know if I should even say this, but it, like, <laughs> the cat was sweet dreams, and then it said, people with diabetes and it had that guy like wide on the side of the bed and i laughed really hard but (laughs) so dude send me it dude (laughs) so i totally get what you mean how instagram can be like too much sometimes in terms of that and just literally anything else that you could think of (laughs) yeah man that's why i i love instagram but you know i've been off of it for a while Mm -hmm. and I've I've tried to, you know, I've got off my personal account, but at the same time, I have been helping out with the hate drugs account a little bit because it's like, you <laughs> right. know, I, I'm not just ditching, you know, I'm not like trying to go AWOL, but it's mainly just like, I, I just needed like a little bit of a break, man, because Instagram, like you get stuck and you just see so much information and stuff mm-hmm. that it's like, you just need to kind of take it off, you know, just take it out of your mind for a second and yeah, dude, freaking, I don't know when I'm going to go back either. I, I didn't, I haven't really considered it yet, so we'll see, man. But Yeah, it's, yeah. it's very cool that you've done that. Like, I, I wish I would do that, but I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm so hesitant to it. And I know that that's the reason I probably most should do it, but, mm. you know. Just yeah, I feel that, dude. Yeah, I honestly, this is probably like my fifth or sixth time doing it. Mm. And it's like, and I've deleted like an account before, I think I like made a new account. And 
you know, it's just every once in a while, I just kind of get over it and it's just, I don't know. Right. It's mainly just, yeah, it's mainly just like a, a reset. I, I don't, yeah, yeah. Like a reset. And it's like, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable under my own skin and like what mm-hmm. I'm doing. It's like, like, you know, hashtag, hashtag Virgo, but whatever, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. but, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm content, man. Heck yeah. I mean, what, you know, living in beautiful California and a great band, you know, being an awesome drummer, why not be content? Yeah, dude. Thanks, man. And it, and it's like, the other thing is, it's, it's like, you gotta be, you gotta be comfortable with the whole idea of life is about the journey kind of thing. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's a cliche, but it's the truth, man. It's like, I hope to live tomorrow you know i hope to live another week a month a year you know 20 years but at the end of the day like it's it's for the long run man it's like we we ain't trying to oh yeah life's short like let's go crazy it's like nah, dude. like <laughs> right like i'm i'm trying to see my grandkids dude like straight up right. yeah yeah dude heck yeah yeah i totally get what you're saying um heck yeah, dude. i have since since this is kind of about drumming and whatnot, I just have one more quick question. I just want to kind of talk about your current setup and what you're playing right now and your favorite, just like your favorite drums, your favorite setups and and things of that nature. Sick. Okay. Um, So I guess I got three kits right now. It's kind of crazy to say that. I can't <laughs> believe I'm saying it, but I have three kits right now. Uh-huh. Uh, I have my first kit. Um, it's a Sonar 3003. Uh, it's two-layer maple and then seven-layer base wood. So it's not a top-of-the-line kit. Uh, it's considered to be, you know, a mid-level. Um, <laughs> it did, you know, it did its job for a while. I toured with that drum set, I would say... Um, out of the six years I've been in the band, that drum set's been used for the last four and a half, maybe. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm pretty content with that kit. I recorded Tsunami Soul 1 on that kit. Mm-hmm. And Tsunami Soul 2 was actually recorded with um, a good friend of mine's kit. He let me borrow for the recording of Tsunami Soul 2. Um, that was a Gretsch Renown kit. That's a you know a badass-sounding kit, yeah. top of the line. Yeah, dude, that thing sounded so great. And then, um, so yeah, that Tsunami Soul kit, I, I have that set up in my garage. That's usually the kit I use to practice with. And then uh, recently, I would say like a year and a half ago, I bought a Premier kit. And Premier is this British, a vintage British drum company. Um, they Arctic make great Monkey. drums. Oh, does he use a Premier kit? I believe he does. No way! I did not know that, and they're yeah, my I, favorite band, dude. What I the think, heck? I think I saw a post on Instagram the other day of of one of his sets, and I'm pretty sure it was. Dang, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, heck yeah. Well, yeah, I got a premiere kit. Um, it's a full birch kit, I think. Mm-hmm. I believe it's a full birch. Yeah, full birch, super fat, dude. Super fat kit. <laughs> Um, it came with the snare, snare, uh, two toms and a kick drum. 
Uh, dude, it looks so nice. I think I sent you a picture of that one. It's like natural wood on the outside. It's mm-hmm. I think it's Rambo wood, the outside. And it looks so sick. Um, I use that one a lot on this last, I guess this last tour, um, I would say in June of 2019, June 2019 and on, I've been using that kit at shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, up until as of like maybe a month ago. And then I just bought a DW acrylic kit. And nice. boy, that dude, that kit is one of my dream kits, man. And I got a fat deal on it. Um, I got a fat deal on the premiere kit as well. All the stuff that I've bought for my, you know, my drum collection, I would say has all been underpriced as in like, I never would have thought I would have got any kind of deal on these. And I got crazy deals, dude, like straight up, like 50% off, like mm-hmm. just from buying it from, um, peers, you know, like in Bakersfield, there's a, a lot of drummers here in Bakersfield. Actually, there's a lot of, you know, older drummers that are like dads, you know, and mm-hmm. some of them are still doing it, playing bands and they're all legends, dude, straight up. They got like <laughs> so much experience. Yeah, dude. And these guys like straight up, they like, are like, Oh, you're in that band. Hey drugs. And they're like, dude, we've heard about you, man. You guys are doing great. And then they're like, yeah, I'm selling this, but honestly, I'll give you this deal for this. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, no, man. Yeah. Like I, like, like I want to see you like use this equipment because I think you're great and I think you guys are doing really well. So I want to give you a deal. And that's kind of been all my equipment, dude. Like uh-huh. no joke. I cannot believe it because I was never planning on having three drum sets, you know? Right. And they, yeah, dude, like gifts, man. Oh, also, um, I bought a couple snares, a couple vintage snares. Uh, I think I have a nineties Ludwig um supersonic and nice yeah dude that snare practically is just the lighter version of a black beauty Mm -hmm. and so but it's still got that fat dude it is a fat snare i love it dude and i got a fat deal on that dude the guy who's selling it he he was like yeah i'm moving you know i'm just trying to get rid of the snare I'm, i'm not trying to make any money off of it i'm actually just trying to get rid of it and I got the snare, dude. And man, I can't believe the deal I got on that. The Acrolyte, I have a Ludwig Acrolyte. It's a 76 or a 75, I think, 1975. Mm-hmm. I want one so bad. Dude, Acrolytes. I'm, I'm uh, probably going to get one off the reverb. Dude, you soon. definitely should, man. They're honestly, they're usually pretty good deals on them, too. They're like pretty yeah. affordable and they're so good, dude. Oh, my God. Honestly, that's my favorite it's- snare I have right now. It's like it's a it's clap, what I dude. Record on. Yeah. Heck yeah, heck yeah, dude. It's a clap, dude. Um, I got the Acrylite. I got that one. I also have this Orange County snare that I've used for a while. That came with the symbols that I bought from Guitar Center. They gave me a free snare, so I was like, dude, sick. Wow. Yeah, and it's a. I think it's a twelve layer maple kit, or it's a snare twelve layer maple, mm-hmm. and it's pretty fat. You know, I need to get a new snare wire on it because it kind of sounds like a tom sometimes. But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, it's just it's a fat boy. And then um, symbols. So symbols. I have the Zildjian A 
um, I think it's 391 symbol pack. So it's like a sweet ride, 22 inch, uh, 16, 18 medium thin crashes. And then the new beat hi-hats, dude, those new beat hi-hats are so good. And that whole drum They're set, huh? like, yeah, dude, they rip, bro. They're like, they're so snappy and tight, dude. And like, when you open them up too, they have a really, really good swoosh and they're like extremely versatile symbols. I think I used those symbols on Tsunami Soul 1 and I used them on like most of the songs. Um, they are so good and they're not even that expensive compared to the other Zildjian lines. So right. yeah, yeah. A drummer friend of mine, uh, he was at Guitar Center that day and I asked him like, dude, like I need some help. Like, what do you think? And he was like, for you, honestly, those. And I was like, are you serious? Because I was considering getting some K darts instead. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like, no, dude, you should go 391s, man. They're super versatile, especially for your music. Like, you can do so much with them. I'm like, all right. So I got them. Yeah. I don't regret the purchase at all. Um, so I have that symbol pack. And then I have this um, group of Zildjian, like vintage Zildjian symbols um that i bought from a guy the same guy who sold me the acrylite he Mm -hmm. sold me um a pair of hi-hats they are 15 inch a vintage avita zildjian they're super freaking nice dude super nice um and then he sold me a 16 uh 17 and then two 18s all crashes um all vintage crashes and they do they just sound so different compared to the symbols now they're like there's like this ring to them just from like the vintage like metal and it's funny because i never thought i was gonna oh yeah vintage vintage it's like <laughs> yeah i just i got a killer deal on them that's why right. i bought them like honestly i didn't buy them because they were vintage i just bought them because they were like such a good deal so like i might as well buy them right. like, i can sell them if i wanted to but yeah, they sound great, man. Then, you know, I I use those for shows every once in a while. Those are kind of like my show set, um, depending on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I have two more ride symbols that I got on clearance at Guitar Center, dude. Oh my god, that's one secret I can tell you, dude. Clearance Guitar Center, that is a gold mine because they're always marking down stuff, dude, all the time. Especially the most expensive stuff because they don't get bought. And that's what I did pretty much. I bought a 23 inch. It's a Whoa. huge ride symbol, dude. It's huge. And it's the, uh, you'll I think never it's the, find a symbol bag for that. Dude, ever. I honestly, I got a like hard case, Zildjian hard case, <laughs> and it's like 25 inches just to make sure that that symbol is going to fit in there. And it's a 50th anniversary, uh, what is it? Zildjian A custom like ride. Wow. And, Dude, it sounds so good. And I guess they only made like 500 of them, which is funny because like I wasn't really trying to buy it. I just found out that it was on clearance for like, I think it was like 60% off. Dude, dude, I I got it for nothing, like almost nothing. And I was like, dude, there's no way this is like allowed. Like there's no way I'm coming out of these places and these deals with like I'm paying like nothing for this equipment. And it's honestly, it's a gift from God, man. Honestly, all the equipment that I've gotten, I'm like, I'm like sitting here like, how in the world did I get (laughs) all this equipment for this price? Like, I wasn't even looking either. It was just kind of popped up on my feed. Right. 
Yeah, so I got that ride symbol. Dude, that ride symbol is so nice, dude. It is so nice. Uh, I use it for shows every once in a while. And then I think just recently, pretty recently, I would say like two to three months ago, there was a Zildjian uh, K-Dark ride. It's like an organic uh, Zildjian K-Dark ride. It's super dry, dude. It's like mm-hmm. super. It's not shiny at all. It literally looks right. like a rusted piece of metal. Like it's so uh-huh. ugly. And I got that on clearance too. It was originally like eight hundred dollars, dude. Oh my god, I got it for like, like I think I got it for like one hundred and fifty bucks. Jeez, yeah. I've dude, recorded. It... I've recorded one song on one of those, and oh yeah, it yeah, sounds dude. so good. Like, yeah, dude. They they. Those are insane symbols. Yeah. Um a a guy the drummer in my my bass player Justin's other band, mm-hmm. he went and recorded in the same studio with one and he went out and bought one right after. Like he loved it so much. So heck yeah, dude. Yeah, man. I'm just glad that it was on clearance because that's that's honestly my secret to like getting equipment. I never try to pay full price for anything, dude. Like it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. It's really not. There's so much good equipment out there that is just yeah you know it's waiting to be on clearance and that's kind of the way i see it (laughs) like at the end of the day dude it's not the instrument you know it's like right i'm the one who's playing it like give me one of those kids like the kid drum sets dude like i'll Uh play on a kid's drum set if you want like yeah you know fat beats carter beaufort on it and oh yeah make it sound good you know it doesn't matter what it is you can give him three pots you know, a two by four and, you know, dude, uh, a pair of sunglasses and he'll make it sound awesome. Yeah, dude. Like give him like a couple like strands of spaghetti, like maybe like 10 in each (laughs) hand. Just let him go off, dude. Like that's it. That's all it takes. (laughs) Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like my, um, my sonar kit, I have a sonar bop kit. Dude, that's so sick. For a while. And it's, I think, pretty similar um size configuration as as your sonar kit except i think didn't yours have two toms yeah i uh my sonar kit actually has three it has two rack and then a four yeah yeah okay so yeah you got the two rack toms i've got one rack tom and i got a 14 by 14 floor tom with that but like i found that kit on craigslist and that full kit and a Roger snare for two hundred bucks one time. Are you serious? Like, yeah, I was what like, bro, heck? I'm going to drive an hour and a half and buy this. And I went and got it, and the guy was like, "Yeah, I buy and flip drums, and normally I have to repair them and then resell them for hire. But this one, I didn't even have to repair anything on, and I just need the room, so I need to get rid of it. So I got it for two hundred bucks. And dude, like, heck yeah, that's I, a killer deal." Like, I, I don't know if I'll ever get rid of it just because it's, like, oh, yeah. the most beautiful silver sparkle finish. And, like, yeah. it looks so good under lights. And it's my low-volume setup right now. Heck, yeah, dude. Yeah, I was considering selling my uh, my Tsunami Soul kit, you know, my sonar, recently. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, I was thinking about it. I'm, like, honestly. So, I, like, vinyl wrapped it. I think I sent you pictures of it. And it's, like, yeah, white yeah. with, like, the rings, the colored rings and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, like, honestly, like... I should just keep this to have a practice kit because like I'm going to have to continue to practice and like, you know, I'm, I'm really big on feel. Like that's a very important principle to my playing is that Uh beyond what exactly is being played and like what musically is happening, the vibes slash the like 
you know, just the, honestly, the frequencies and the feel of the room and the, like the performance is extremely important. So I like to get different like gauges, you know, like at the church that we practice at, um, you know, hate drugs, there's an electric, you know, like, what is it? A Roland electric kit. Like it's a pretty good electric kit. It feels really nice and it helps, you know, to like be able to play with confidence to be able to hear the drums as well as everything else. And it helps for practice, but at the same time, it's like, I don't want to forget the feel of an actual kit. So exactly. yeah. 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 So I, I would like to get an electric kit soon because it helps with confidence. I would say electric kits are really good for practicing to build confidence. And then if you really want to tighten, I guess your dynamics and your feel, it's good to translate it to an actual kit. So I think what I'm planning on doing after I, you know, pay off this freaking acrylic is eventually get an electric <laughs> kit. Yeah. Yeah, but, totally. Yeah, dude. Just for funsies, honestly, dude. It'll help me put in right. more hours. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, like like you said, with the feel of it, um, you know, I've got the the mesh drum heads for the low volume and like the low volume cymbals and nice. I'm, I'm pretty I'm definitely the biggest part of my playing that I'm working on right now is definitely like, um, you know, controlling each limb independently and just not going okay. hammy on everything. So like right. a big thing that when I do, sometimes I'll catch myself doing it lately and I'm trying to tone back is like, instead of just wailing on the ride symbol, you know, during a part that might not need wailing on, you know, calm that down, but still, you know, really whack the snare and, you know, have big fills on the toms and then come back to the hats, you know, and play it lightly or, or however it needs to be played. And, you know, instead of just going either 100% or 50% on everything all at once, you know, and with like the low volume kit, the ride cymbals are so light that I kind of am forcing myself to play mm -hmm. with more control because if I don't, my stick goes underneath the cymbal and, you know, it throws off everything. So, you know it helps but then also it's like i want to know what my ride symbol feels like i want to mm -hmm. hop on mm -hmm. you know my full volume kit and just go to town and uh you know really just work on my independence and stuff like that yeah dude absolutely man totally i think that's the other thing i'd like to do soon is to have like a pretty sound worked room so I can like have the kit and actually hear what it sounds like. Cause it's hard because I practice in, you know, my garage. Um, right. And yeah. it's just I'm practicing it, in the garage now. So yeah, dude. And it's just, it doesn't sound that good sometimes. Like it's just hard. <laughs> uh -huh. It's so much echo and like the walls are just not soft enough. And it's just kind of, it, it gets annoying sometimes. That's why I, you know, have my headphones in. I'm like, okay. I can barely hear my kit, but it's like, as long as I'm playing and I can feel the kit a little bit, I'll be fine. And that's ultimately how I keep my confidence at home practicing. It's mainly just that. Um, but yeah, I think in the long run, like in the future, I definitely get an electric kit and I definitely have like a, a room where I can like soundproof it, like in Step Brothers. How he has yeah, like the, yeah. yeah the beats laboratory dude <laughs> yeah i'll definitely have the beats prestige laboratory for worldwide sure. baby prestige worldwide are you gonna invest or not <laughs> dude hey dude, that would be no so joke good. no joke will ferrell was my cousin like no lie okay are you like, serious like no joke 
my mom's maiden name is Farrell. And if you look him up, like, you know where I'm from. I'm from, like, Littleton, North Carolina. But the town, like, that's the city that's nearest to me is Roanoke Rapids. And if you go on Wikipedia, his grandparents are from here. And, like, his grandparents are buried in, like, someone I went to school with's backyard, pretty much. Dude, like, hook it up, bro. No joke. <laughs> like, like, you gotta have I, him come think, out to. <laughs> dude, for real, I think it's like my mom's granddad and his granddad were like brothers or something like that. Oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah, so that's that's you know pretty awesome. I wish he would you know oh, hit me dude. up with the digits, but dude, that'd be so sick. <laughs> His parents, his parents are both natives of Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. Heck yeah! And they moved to California Dude. in '64. Mm-hmm. That's my town, though, Roanoke Rapids. Dude, that's crazy. Oh my god, <laughs> dude, you you gotta reach out to him, dude. <laughs> dude I, I, I need to. If only there were a way. See, here's what needs to happen. Hate drugs need to just get so huge I know, dude. That, <laughs> that you can just like shoot him a DM and he'll see. Dude, it. that's that's one of the things I like. Kind of look forward to. It's kind of funny. Like it's inevitable, you know. If you if you try to do something at a, such a big scale, eventually, of course, like you'll people will recognize you and people will you know it's right. famous. It's like it's so dumb. I don't I don't really like the term famous because it's like what does that even mean? Uh-huh. Like what what yeah. is it? It doesn't mean much anymore. Yeah. Like it used to because everyone's famous. Yeah, and it's like for me, I just want to be able to pay my bills, you know? It's like that's right. my main goal. And it's like if I get to a point where I have that much exposure to like be able to call out the celebrities, I will do it all the time, <laughs> dude. I will totally call yeah. out people and be like, yo, I will give you tickets to a show and a shirt just so I can talk to you. Like I, I don't even want <laughs> right. anything from you. I just want to be able to say, yo. Thanks for coming, Will Ferrell. Like, <laughs> yeah. I freaking love you, dude. Like, straight up, dude. I mean, I'm sure he's in LA, so I mean, yeah. just reach out to yeah, him one day, dude. play a show. That'd be so funny, dude. <laughs> oh my god, dude. If 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 he comes to a hate drug show, you got to tell him about. Me tell oh, him about totally. Me. I'm gonna say, yo, I know your family. <laughs> I'm gonna just tell him that, dude. I know your family, dude. Don't lie to me, Will. You got to become. You got to get them to come up on stage and play some cow. Oh my god! Yeah, dude, I will totally tell them that. <laughs> Full access. Wow. <laughs> dude, I want to meet. I want to meet Seinfeld, dude. That's who I really want to meet, dude, man. No joke. That's. I mean, he is the like most important person, like in terms of comedy, because I love oh, yeah. comedy. Like I'm a comedy nerd, dude, and he's like, yeah. the most important to me. Dude, yeah, I love I love Jerry. I love Larry David too, dude. I I think he's yes. great. Um, he's incredible. Dude, do you like Crystalia? Dude, yes, I'm so stoked. I'm gonna watch his new. Oh yeah, me tonight. too, dude. I was planning on it. Dude, heck yeah, heck yeah, bro. Dude, my favorite my favorite comedian right now is Theo Vaughn. Theo Vaughn. Okay, I'll have to check him yeah. out. Uh, if you say so, check, I'll out, check his, out. Uh, check out his podcast um he's got some specials on like spotify and apple music okay. that you can like listen to his albums they're really are there any uh like stand-ups on netflix he's got one on netflix but i'm gonna be honest with you is it not that good the, the album version is better because oh, okay. like the crowd is just not into it oh yeah i feel that some specials aren't that good 
to be honest. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty critical with well, not critical. Yeah, you know what? I could say it. I'm I'm a pretty naturally critical person, but like mm-hmm. when it comes to comedians, it's like I know what's going to make me laugh. So like sometimes right. yeah, sometimes I'll click a comedian's like special and I'll watch like 5 minutes of it. I'm like this did not make me laugh at all. Right. Like and the guy's like kind of trying in a special and I'm like, "Okay, if this is how it's going to be, I'm moving on." But Chris Ali- dude, right. Crystalia man. That guy literally <laughs> He like has my sense of humor like locked in. So when I watch it, dude, I'm like, He's this is so crazy, good. dude. Freaking a. But yeah, dude, I'm looking forward to that stand up tonight, dude. Dude, text me when text me whenever you get through watching. Oh, okay. I'll definitely let you know what I think about it. I'm too, down. Okay. I'm so stoked. Me too, man. But um, hey, we have we've been potting for an hour. Nice. Now. Um. I really appreciate not just this. Um, like I told you, I had this idea for it because some of my closest friends are because of music. And other than like my bandmates and people that are here, you're like one of my oldest friends oh. that's come through like music. And uh, it's just, I mean, I, I really do consider you one of my very best oh, friends. Oh, dude. And, Thanks, man. I appreciate um, you, man. So I appreciate you so much for not just doing this, but just the friendship in general. Yeah. And, um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really glad and thankful for the, the talks and the hangs, you know, whenever. And, um, thank you for doing this. Dude, being the first. Episode. Thanks for having me, bro. Next time we got to do a comedy one, dude. Dude, for sure. <laughs> I'm so we'll down. definitely another one. Heck yeah. Dude, sounds good. Yeah, bro. Um, I'll, well, dude, just text me tonight at some point or okay. sometime whenever you get a get a chance. Yeah, dude, I'll, sounds I'll good, talk man. To you in a bit. All right, dude. All right, dude. I appreciate All it. All right, appreciate you, bro. Oh, hold on, real quick, before I go, shout out the band's Instagram, Twitter, whatever you want, and yours if you want. Okay. Um, what's up, y'all? I am Adrian uh, Diaz. That is my name. Um. The band's Instagram and all social medias are at the hate drugs. Um, you can find us anywhere, literally anywhere. If you Google it, you'll probably find us. It'd be really hard not to find us. Um, I'm off Instagram right now. Um, I'll probably come back. I don't know when. Could be next month. It could be six months. It could be another year. Who knows? But my Instagram is Adrian. A D R I A N, except the A um, next to the N actually has 18 of them. <laughs> so if you see a really long name of, you know, it's Adrian with 18 A's, you'll find it. And I. Th- it's like if Rocky is screaming. Yeah, exactly. Out. That was the whole idea behind it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's my Instagram. That's the band. Um, Thank you, Cam. I hope this podcast, you know, this dude, you could totally make this a thing, man. You could totally interview drummers. Like this is I want definitely, to. bro. You could definitely get in. I hope people listen. I think you've got a pretty good draw too. I'll I'll tag hate drugs and, and maybe they'll put it on their story Sweet. or something and we can get some people. Yeah, dude. Let's do it, man. Let's let's make something happen for you, man. Let's let's get the ball rolling. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely link up and do another pod again. Yay. Talk about some comedy. And Yay. Stuff. Yay. Down. All right. Bro. 
take it easy and take care with the Rona. Oh, yeah, the, the Rona, dude. That Rona, bro. Let's tell the family I said what's up. I will, man. Heck yeah. Take care. Dude, you too. Later. Thanks so much. All right, bye-bye.